0: Welcome to the Victory Family Worship Center podcast. If you have any questions, you can email us at thevictory.tv at gmail.com. Um, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and open up to Colossians chapter 3. And uh, if you have your Bibles or your cell phone or your iPad, or some of you may have brought your computer, your laptop, I don't know, however you access the scriptures. Colossians chapter 3, verse 15 through 17. Hold your finger there for a minute. Um, we're in a series called It's My Life. And uh, it, it's, uh, it, in my opinion, this is today. Today, not this series. Today is one of the most essential steps that you can take forward when it comes to walking with Jesus Christ. Everything, you, everything I say today, if you're watching online, we welcome all of you that are walking, walking, watching online. This, the things that you hear today, if you'll take these steps, I believe you, that you'll find freedom. You'll find deliverance. Uh, if you'll apply this to your life, this is one of the most important steps that you can take going forward. This has everything to do with your thoughts Everything to do with your thoughts. If you have your Bibles, Colossians chapter 3, um, we're going to read what Paul writes. Um, Paul said this, and this will make more sense as we get into it. It says, Paul said, Let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. How many of you know that's what we just did? Let the, let the word of God admonish singing hymns and songs and, and let singing with grace in your hearts. And whatever you do in word or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So I believe with all of my heart that you have to think right to live right. Can somebody say amen? You have to think right to live right, because you can't live right when you're thinking wrong. So what happens in your mind really does matter. And it makes the difference in the world. And so um, we cannot live like God, like God wants us to live. We cannot love God. Watch this. We can't love God with all of our strength and all of our souls, and neglect our minds. Because God wants Him to love us. God wants us to love God with His minds, too. We, we'll love God with all of our strength. We'll come to church. We'll do everything in our power. We'll love God that way. And, and we sure, our soul wants... But we have to love God in our minds, too. We have to submit our minds to the power of Christ and let God do a work in our mind. We have to love Him with our strength, our souls, and our minds. And so we need to pay attention to what's happening in the battlefield of our thought life, especially if we're going to rise up as warriors and be successful in this battle. Um, Whether they're external battles in your life or internal struggles in your life, our thoughts in both those external and the internal, in those situations, our thoughts give us plenty of opportunities to think wrong. I mean, you know what I'm talking about, amen? Amen. You have plenty of, you know, <coughs> your wrong thoughts, your wrong thinking can derail your life. Thoughts like, for example, I'll never be good enough. You know, somebody's told you all your life you'll never be good enough. Um, your life doesn't matter. Your decisions, your choices doesn't, don't, don't matter. You know, some of you have told your life, all you've said to yourself all your life, I, I'll, I don't like the way I look. I'm not strong enough, I'm not strong enough mentally, I'm not strong enough inside, I, I, I'll, I'm always going to just be miserable, this is just the way my life is, God doesn't care about me, and those lies, those thoughts, they come into our mind, and we get on that train of thought, and it derails our life. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So it really is the thought that counts. In every aspect of life, it's the thought that counts. You can end up far from where you're meant to go one thought at a time. How many of you have ever said or heard something like this? I lost my train of thought. How many of you ever, anybody ever done that? I do it all the time from one room to another. <laughs> Why did I even come in this room? <laughs> you lose your train of thought. And, and, and so, listen, that's because every thought is a train. It's a train that's taking you somewhere. You get on that train of thought, and it takes you somewhere. So before you get on that train, you have to ask yourself, where am I going to end up on this train? If I, you know, if I go with this line of thinking, is this train of thought going to derail my life, derail my family, derail my career, derail my children? Is this train of thinking... This train of thought is going to derail my life. Because Ralph Waldo Emerson, some of you may have read his works, he said this, sow a thought, reap an action. Reap an action, sow sow an action, you reap a habit. Sow a habit, you reap a character. Sow a character, and you reap a destiny. And so literally your destiny starts with a thought. It starts with a thought. We don't don't arrive, we get into these crises, we get into these situations where our life is a wreck. We don't get there all of a sudden. It started sometime with a thought. It started with a thought maybe 10 years ago, 20 years ago. It started with a thought and derailed your life. So the reward for negative thinking is more negativity uh, because you always see more of what you stare at. That's why I talked about in the preceding weeks, uh, um, the series started out with looking in the mirror, looking at the man in the mirror, because you have to guard that man in the mirror. How many of you remember that? If you didn't see that, you need to go back and watch it. Uh, two weeks ago, it's on, it's on the app. You need to watch that man in the mirror and guard him. And then we talked about last week about focusing, turning the focus and, and paying attention to what you're staring at and what you're zooming, zooming in on. Because it really does matter what you, you you know what you stare at in life. How many of you are always weirded out by those uh, you know social media ads popping up? You know you were thinking about something or you were looking at buying something, and all of a sudden your 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 social media feed is just covered in those ads. How many of you know what I'm talking about? It's weird, isn't it? It's kind of eerie. You know why that happens? Because that's what you're staring at. They know what you're staring at. They know when you stop the scroll and you stare at that and then they record that and they say, put more of that in front of them. Put more of that in front of them. That's what that's what happens. I'm not even going to get into them listening to your phones. They'll, they'll see you're staring at that that's in front of you so they'll put more in that in front she likes this oh feed her more of that he likes this feed him more of that <laughs> show him more of this show him more of that and, and what I want you to understand is by the power of Jesus Christ you can take back control of your mind you can control your mind. You don't have to let the enemy, Satan, run roughshod in your mind, in your thoughts. It's my life. You have to take it back. You can take it back. It's my life, and it's now or never. Some of y'all get that. That's a Bon Jovi song. You'll get that later. The other crowd this morning, they they were on to they were on that. Um, so you can get your life, you can get your thought life under God's control if you'll do that. Your life will not be out of control. It really is the thought that matters. You can come to the place where you're victorious in life. But listen to me, I'm going to tell you this right now. It's not an inside, it's not, it is an inside job. It's not an external job. It's not something that I can come and pray and pray for you and you, know, and, and you walk out of here. and say It's an inside job. You're going to have to internalize this today. It's an inside job. Freedom is an inside job. There's nothing external about this. I talked about the external the previous two weeks. You can and must win this battle. This today is a life-changing paradigm. You don't have to dwell on every stinking thought that pops into your head. You have a choice to change the channel. You have the remote control of life in your hands right now. Whenever I'm at t- watching TV, uh you know, I'm flipping through the channels and I'm watching a movie, you know, uh, and I watch I watch 10 minutes of it and all of a sudden s- some negativity comes up, some things that come in that's not pleasing to God, that's not pleasing to my family. I shouldn't even be watching this stuff. And so, listen, I I, I can't change what's on the screen, but I can put something else on the screen. I can't erase or Take away the show or the movie, but I can change what's on it. Does that make sense? You cannot, you cannot remove what's on the screen, but you can change what's on the screen. You cannot delete the thoughts that come into your mind, but you have the power to replace those thoughts. And this is what God wants us to do. And God it will even, listen, if we take the initiative to do this, God will back us up on this. But if you're just going to sit back and let it come to you, you're not. God's, you know, God's hands are tied. He wants you to take the initiative and he'll back you up on it. He'll back you up. 2 Corinthians 10 and 5 says this. Uh, if it's in your Bible or maybe on the screen, I think it says, You can bring, you have the power to bring every thought into captivity and make it obedience to Christ. That's what the scripture, that's what the word of God said. That's what Paul said to the church. You have the power to bring every thought into captivity, to make it a prisoner, to bring it into captivity it means to lock it up, put it in a holding cell, and make it obedience, obedient to Christ. You have that power. I can't take, I can't change those thoughts. I can't take your thoughts and make them captive. I can only worry about my thoughts. And if you don't do that, you're going to be held captive to your thoughts. You're going to be the one in captivity instead. You will be captive by your thoughts instead of the other way around. So I'm going to teach you how to do that today. If you'll bring those thoughts into captivity, I don't care what they are, if they're negative, toxic, toxic, Unpleasing to God, take them, put them in captivity. Those thoughts are, they will be forced, if you take them in captivity, they will be forced to bow down to the power of Jesus Christ and bow at the feet of Jesus. They will and, they, and they'll have to because Jesus is the Lord over your mind too. How many of you know that? When Jesus purchased you with his blood, he purchased all of you. He didn't purchase just your physical body and your soul, he purchased your mind too. That's a good place for y'all to say amen. we got to give our minds to him. You've got to remind yourself of this every single day, that my mind is under new management. My mind, Jesus is the Lord of my mind too. What comes into my mind, through my eyes, through my ears, what comes into me, Jesus is the Lord of that too. Not just the places I go, but the things that I see, the thoughts that come into my mind. Jesus is the Lord of that too. Uh, tr- you know, you can't put new wine into old wineskins. And so, you, you <laughs> it doesn't mean that those, those thoughts are going to always pop into your head. I mean, you're gonna, thoughts are going to pop into your head all the time. It just doesn't mean those thoughts have to stay there. You can replace them. We've been bought with the blood of Jesus Christ, sealed with the power of the Holy Spirit, and we are seated in heavenly places. We're under new management. Jesus is king, and we have to honor his name. We have to give our minds to Christ. And that is the, listen, that's the power of worship. If Some of you don't understand worship, and you don't understand what we mean when we say worship. It's not just singing the songs. The power of worship. The Bible said, I read this to you, let the power of Christ dwell richly in you in all wisdom, teaching you, admonishing you, one one another, and admonishing one another in psalms, poems, hymns, Spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord, that's worship. That's why I'm so adamant. I I make Trinan and all these guys in the office on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, we get together at 9.30. I make them worship, man. We worship. We get in there and we worship uh, because it's hard to worry if you're worshiping. It's hard, to, it's hard to be afraid and let anxiety to come in if you're worshiping. We start the day out worshiping every, for 30 minutes. We worship uh, because fear, if, when fear and anxiety come in, worship because you can't do both at the same time. You can't do both at the same time. When depression comes knocking at your door, put on some music and start worshiping. Because when you start singing, and the Bible scripture says, singing songs and spiritual songs and singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord, depression and the things of the enemy, they can't reside in there. And every time those intrusive, invasive, destructive, and toxic, negative thoughts come into your head, you've got to remind yourself, who's in charge of this noodle up here? Who's in charge of your mind? Who's in charge of that thing between your ears? Everything comes down to a thought. One thought. I- I've been, uh, every, t- every morning I get up and I say, God, give me a thought. Give me a godly thought today. Give me a godly thought i've started doing this we went we went we've been i've been going to a pastor conference i've been teaching this this pastor's been teaching me this god give me a thought give me a thought today because that thought is going to develop into another thought and that thought is going to tie to another thought and before you know it i'll be preaching a message because of those thoughts give me a thought everything starts with a thought everything for those of you who are christians if you call yourself a Christian in here, you know that at some point in your life you called on the name of Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior. And, and when, that, when you did that, there was a transformation that took place, and, and you were spiritually born, and you're new, your spirit's been born again. And, and at, that moment, at that moment, if you didn't know this, you're going to find out now, at that moment when you asked Jesus to be the Lord of your life, a battle started. There's a battle that started. Paul talked about this in Romans chapter 7. Paul said, uh, why do I do the thing, you know, the, the things that I want to do, I don't do. Y'all ever notice that in your life? Why do I, why do all those things I want to do, I don't do? And the things I want to do, I better go back and change that. I'm getting lost. Why is it the things I want to do, I don't do? And the things I don't want to do, I end up doing. Who can deliver me from this body of death? Because it's all in the it's it starts with a thought, it starts with a thought. You're either going to do do the things you don't want to do because of a thought, or you're going to do the things you want to do because of a thought. And it starts out. There's a battle because there's a thing in you called a fleshly nature. It's a thing called earthly nature. It, it's, your, it's your flesh. It's it's your mind. It's where your mind and your emotions are. And and this is where temptations come. It's your senses. It's where you it, it's whatever you want to call it. It's it's your flesh nature, your spirit, it's it, it, it it's your earthly nature. The Bible refers to it in a lot of different things. But there's also this is where we do what we want to do, what makes us feel good. And then there's a spiritual nature. And this is what the spirit inside of you that comes alive when you ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. And this, the spirit nature wants to do what God wants to do. And at the moment you get saved, there's a battle. There's a battle. Your flesh wants to do what it wants to do. And the spirit wants to do what's contrary to the flesh. And so there's a battle going on, and it's often fought in the mind. The mind is where the battle's decided. Should I obey my earthly nature? Should I obey these temptations? Should I obey this? Or should I obey the spirit inside of me, the soul inside of me, that wants to do the things that's pleasing to God and obedient to God? The battle is fought in the mind. The problem is that so many of us are losing the battle. So many Christians are losing the battle because our mind has been filled with negative thoughts, with stinking thinking, all of our lives for 5 10 15 20 years this negative thinking we've our minds have not been re- if we've been in church for years and years and years our mind has not been renewed by the by the truth of God's word and, and we've been sabotaged and, and Satan has been has brought all these negative lies into our life and it's not your fault he's just bombarded you and and for decades these have been instilled and burned into your mind i'll never be good enough i'll never amount to anything i'm never going to be successful They've been burned into your mind for years and, and so my thoughts have, have you know, they, they become challenging and they become strongholds. We talked about strongholds a few months ago and they become we become captive and we become prisoner to those thoughts. And, but the good news is we have the power to capture those thoughts and break down those strongholds in our mind and, and get freedom in our minds and freedom and walk in that freedom. Prison and walls that we sing about, those things in our mind, they can be destroyed and demolished, and we can begin to renew our minds and replace those lies with the power and the truth of God's word. Amen? That's what our goal is today. And so, you're, I, listen, I can derail that negative train of thought, or I can let that negative train of thought derail my life. It's a choice today. It's a choice. That's why I said this is a paradigm today. Because that negative train of thought, listen, that negative train of thought, it keeps tracking down those tracks, and it keeps going and going and going, and it'll go for decades. There's lies that's, you know, I believed for 20 years. I believed some of those lies in my life, I believed them for 20 and 30 years, and and that train just kept on trucking, man, and Satan sitting in the caboose, just feeling that thing and fueling that thing and fueling that train, and I was just headed down a path of destruction, and it starts with thoughts. Oh, I've got to do this to be popular. I've got to do this so everybody will accept me. I've got to do this so uh, my friends will accept me. I've got to do this so I can feel good about myself. I've got to do this so I can be somebody. I've got to do this thing. I've got to, whatever it is, drinking, drugs, sex, alcohol, sexual immorality, whatever it is, I've got to do this. I've got to do this. And it lies. And Satan just fuels that train. He's heaping coal on it. And you're just trugging down that line. And that's what's happening. To so many Christians, Satan wants to keep playing those negative thoughts over and over and over. He, it's like I said this morning, it's like a cassette tape. He wants to, He pushes stop and rewinds, plays it again. Stop, rewind it, play it again. He just plays those negative things. A lie believed as truth will affect you as if it's true. And those we've believed those those lies for so long they become strongholds and so we have to learn to replace those tear down those strongholds and replace those lies with the truth of God's word and so I'm going to declare today just like I declared this morning that by the living and the and the active and the power of the word of God and it is sharp and it is life and it's going to pierce hearts today Amen that's what I've been praying for all week and that's what I've been praying and I just believe and trust God and trust the Holy Spirit that He's working in this place even as I'm speaking and God's going to replace lies with truth today. Amen? How many of y'all ready for that? you know, ready for that? So the bottom line is if you think negative thoughts, you'll become a negative person. That's the bottom line. And if you think like God and, and, and you dwell on God's Word and you dwell on heavenly things, you will become like Christ. It's not an overnight thing. It's a process. But once you get on that train of godly thinking and and, and and the truth of God's word, that train keeps going too, man, and the Holy Spirit will fuel that train too. So what train are you going to get on? Two thoughts that I'm going to give you today, and I want you to write these down, and they're real simple. We're going to make this as simple as we can, and we're going to, the number one is if you take a notes, write this down. It really is the thought that counts. That's not the thought that I'm going to give you, but I'm going to give you another thought. It really is the thought that counts. Number one, write this down. Identify and reject negative thoughts. When you go home this week, next week, pull these notes out. You can save them if you're online. You can Bible version save. You can, you can go back and, and learn to identify and reject negative thoughts. That's your homework. Learn to identify and reject negative thoughts. Identify thoughts that are inconsistent with God's word. So you can reject those lies. I'm going to help you identify them. We're going to do a little, little test here in just a minute. So um, this is what Proverbs 4.23 says in the, in the English version. It says, carefully, everybody say carefully. Carefully guard your thoughts because they are a source of your life. They are a source of true life. <coughs> the Bible says to carefully guard those thoughts. Everything that comes in your mind, you're to carefully guard your thoughts. Whenever there is something that tries to get under, get into our brain that's inconsistent with God's word, you've got you to guard that train of thought. You've got to guard that, those thoughts because those thoughts drive our lives. Those negative thoughts, that, that train, it'll derail your life. As a person thinks in his heart, so is he. Rather than meditating on things that are contrary to God's word, we got to stop and guard our minds against anything that's a lie and and not let it into our brains. Identify and reject. 2 Corinthians 10 says this, verse 4 and 5, if you want to flip there. I've got this memorized. I I write this down all the time. I always go to this scripture. This is one of my flagship scriptures. Paul said, the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. I have to remind myself that every day. Remember, we're in a battle, spirit and flesh. Spirit and flesh. Okay? So we don't fight with worldly weapons. We don't fight with revenge. We don't fight fight with telling more lies. Somebody told a lie against us, we don't get revenge by telling lies on them. We don't fight with gossip. We don't fight with anger. We don't fight with hatred. We don't fight, although that flesh rises up in us, right? We don't fight that way. The Bible says, on the contrary, talking about these spiritual weapons, he said they have power. Everybody say power. These weapons are spiritual and they have power. That power, that, that's from the word dunamis. That's where we get the word dynamite, meaning that power is explosive. We get our word dynamite. It's, it's explosive. That means that it, it can explode and it can destroy. Uh, I, I taught on this a few months ago. Talk about spiritual warfare. Our our spiritual weapons, they have divine power to demolish what? Look at your scripture. Look at the Bible. Let the Bible interpret itself. They have divine power to demolish strongholds. Those are strongholds in your mind. Those are the lies that have come in and they've built prisons in your mind. They've built holding cells in your mind, those are strongholds. The lies that you've believed for years and years and years, whatever they are, they become strongholds. But the power, the contrary, the weapons that we fight with are spiritual weapons, and Christ's power has the power to destroy and blow up those strongholds and tear them down. So many people today are not becoming who God wants them to do because so many people are locked in their strongholds because of deception and lies. Believing something about yourself that's not true. Believing, you know, you're locked in this prison, and and listen, I believe God's power is gonna destroy those strongholds, those lies today. And scripture goes on to say this, we demolish arguments, okay? Arguments and, and every pretension so arguments and pretensions, those are thoughts and ideas and, and, and challenging anything that challenges the Word of God that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. What do we do? Here's what we do. 2 Corinthians 10:5. Those thoughts, those arguments, those pretensions, those ideas that come in that are not that are contrary to the Word of God. we take them captive, every thought and make it obedient to Christ. We take it captive and make it obedience to Christ. How do we do that? I'm going to get to you that in just a minute. I'm going to teach you how to take it captive, make it obedience to Christ, and then we're going to replace those lies with the truth. We're going to carefully guard our minds. And if there's anything that's not pleasing to God, we're going to reject it. Identify and reject and make it. We're not not going to be prisoners to the lies. Instead, those thoughts are going to become the prisoners they're going to be put in the hold and sell anything that's inconsistent how many of you have ever heard the term hold that thought hold that thought it's like usually you get interrupted by a phone call and somebody's talking to you, you say hold that thought okay when satan brings a lie into you and he brings something up hey satan hold that thought hold that thought i'm going to replace that with the power of truth and the truth of god's word hold that thought Make it captive. Make it prisoner. We're not going to think on those things that hurt us. Don't dwell and meditate on those things that break the heart of God. Carefully guard your minds. Carefully guard your minds and actively take those thoughts. Hold that thought. Take it captive. Where did that thought come from? I don't. That thought isn't from God. <laughs> God, ch- take that thought away from me. God, that's not pleasing of you, God. I mean, I do it all the time. I'm driving down the road. God, where did that thought come from? That's not pleasing to you. God, take that thought away from here. Because you got to be active in this. You got to actively take it prisoner. You can't just hope that thought's gonna just blow away. You gotta be active and you gotta take it captive and you gotta put it and you gotta replace the lie with the truth. And it's my prayer that the Holy Spirit's going to remind you every, t- every day, every time you open your mind to a negative thought, the Holy Spirit's going to come in like torpedo and just remind you to take that thought. That's not pleasing to God. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a little exercise to help us identify those thoughts, those negative thoughts. You guys got to participate, okay? We're going to identify four areas. These are four main areas, but there's a lot of subcategories that can fall under these. We're going to talk about negative thoughts, fearful thoughts, and discontented thoughts and critical thoughts just real briefly, to help you identify some areas. So um, let's just kind of roll through this deal. Negative thoughts. How many of you battle with negative thoughts? I battle with negative thoughts. I'm, I'm first to admit. Negative thoughts. Um, some of you are just, you know, extremely positive, and I, you know, bless you. <laughs> you know, that's all. You talk positive. You think positive. You know, there's some people out there like that. That's cool. But, I you know, I struggle with negative thinking. And, and. um let me just go through some of the things that negative people think. And you think about this as if it was you. And, and, and just check the box if this is you. Say, if I struggle with that, check it. Be honest with yourself. Um, sometimes those lies, those negative thoughts might look something like this. Like, you know what, I don't have what it takes. I don't, I'm, I'm, not gonna, I'm never going to be good enough. I'm never going to be good enough to do this. I'm never going to be a good enough to have my own business. I'm never going to be a successful good enough to go to school and get a degree. No matter how hard, hard I try, I never measure up. I'm just never going to measure up. Everybody else, they get all the breaks but not me, baby. I got a dark cloud that follows me everywhere I go. I'm never going to be good enough. I, I, something bad's going to happen. It's going to happen to me. <laughs> You know, there's just, I, I hear a lot of people, I just can't handle this. There's too much work. I, I can't handle this. You know, I mean, I try and try and try. I'm just so overwhelmed. Uh, you know, I hate this job. I don't like this job. I don't like what I'm doing. I try and try and try, and it gets harder and harder and harder. No one appreciates me. I give and give and give, and they take and take and take. And I, it just seems like I can't get ahead. It's not fair. They've got all the gifts, they've got all the everything, they've got all the blessings. They've got a new car, they've got a new house, they get all the breaks. I just don't get nothing. No one appreciates. What I'm doing, uh, you know, and it's it can be big things and it can be petty things. Sometimes I think we're the petty things are bigger than the bigger things. You know, my cell phone dropped another call, you know. My I don't have no service. Where's the service? It wasn't but about 10, 15 short years ago, you didn't even have a cell phone. Y'all realize that? You used to have to dial on that thing on the wall that some of y'all remember that? We're out of milk. My hair won't do right. (laughs) Be really honest. If you struggle with negative thinking all the time, just be honest with yourself and check that box. Another one is being fearful all the time. Being fearful all the time. It's easy to worry today in today's culture, right? I mean, flip on the news. Flip on social media. Flip on anything. It's easy to worry. You know, you can't go anywhere. I mean, the economy's tough and, uh, you know, uh, Companies are struggling. Businesses are struggling to make ends meet to pay employees. And what if I lose my job? What if I get it? What if I get laid off? Uh, you know, and uh, uh, you know, am I wearing enough masks? You know, we got two now. We need three, maybe five. I don't know. You know, uh, am I going to get COVID? Am I going to get sick? What's going? Everybody's trying to hide their coughs now. You know, they're kind of worried, looking around. Have I got this stuff? It's just—it's crazy. And there's rumors of wars everywhere. Terrorists. The economy. I'm afraid. You know, what if I don't have health insurance? What if I can't afford health insurance? Lord, come quickly. Amen. Right now, before lunch. I don't have to cook lunch. That's what my wife, just picking on her. What are we going to have for lunch? I don't know. I don't know either. Lord, come. I don't know. We've got to get through this. You know, I know people that I hear people sometimes. You know, I just, I got to get married. I just got to get married. You know, I, I'm getting old. My you know my clock's ticking. I, I need to get married. I I I, I might. I might never get married, I don't feel safe, I don't have nobody to provide for me, I don't feel like I'm, I'm protected, I need somebody to protect me, I don't feel emotionally safe, I just need somebody, i got to have somebody in my life, got to have it, got to have it, got to have it, Someone in the fam- I, this is a big one for me it was, someone in the family running late and they're late, they're 30 minutes late and their cell phone's dead, oh my God, they had a car wreck, what am I going to do, i got to get hold of them, I'm afraid they're dead, what happened, their, aliens picked them up, where are they? How many of you say that you can be prone to worry and fear a lot? (laughs) Check that if that's you. Just be honest. Guard your mind against those fearful thoughts. There's another one that's discontented. Just not happy. Just don't have any peace. I don't like my body. I don't like the way I look. I don't feel attractive. I I, I can't be happy unless I'm dating somebody. I can't be happy when I am dating somebody. You know, (laughs) I can't be happy unless I'm married. Now, oh, no, I married the wrong person. You know, and just uh, I, I want kids. Now I have kids. Now I don't want the kids. <laughs> Will you take the kids? The husband says, "I wish my wife." I wish my husband. The wife says, "I wish my husband could be more like this man and be more spiritual and be more like this guy." And the husband's saying, "I wish my wife didn't nag all the time." And husbands don't say, "Amen." Never happy, never just, just, I would be happy, you know, if we, it's just, if I had a better job, if I had a bigger house, if I had a better car, if I had this, if I had that, better shoes, better hair, better everything, and so people end up getting everything tucked and zipped and removed and inflated and, (laughs) right? Because we're not, it's discontent, it's discontent. How many of you can say, I can struggle with this? I, I, I wish it wasn't true, but I'm, a lot of times I'm discontented. I'm not happy. I don't have peace. And the other one's critical, being critical. And again, there's subcategories under this thing. We see somebody, that we're like, you know, oh, geez, look at her. I would never dress like that. I can't believe she went out in public like that. Ooh, girl. Who does she think she is? Can you believe she dressed like that? And guys are like, man, I'd never drive a truck like that. You know, I can't believe he's doing that. I can't believe that. How many of you know somebody like that? You're not one of them. How many of you know somebody like that? You're being critical if you <laughs> of them. So, you know, just critical all the time. Places, people, circles of people. I don't like that people. I don't like this group of people. I don't like this job. Uh, um... You know this place would fall apart without me. Just this, just this gift of criticism. Everything going on, you know, even in the church. You know, music's too loud. Music's not loud enough. It's not my type of music. That is my type of music. You no, know, wrong color carpet. Wrong this. Wrong that. Lights too far. Hey, it's just on and on and on. Just nod your say and say. Nod your head and say, "Oh me." If you prone to critical thinking, guard your thoughts because you have a choice. Listen, you have a choice. The battle in the spirit world is often going to be won or lost in the mind. The, your potential to grow spiritually starts right here in the mind. It really is the thought that counts. If you want to find something negative be negative, if you want to find something negative, you can. Wherever you go in life, if you want to find something negative, you can find it. If you want to find a reason to be faith-filled, you're going to find it. You're going to find it. It's so, if you want to find a reason to be critical of other people, you can find it. You can find critical issues with everybody. It's like I told them this morning, if you want to criticize this church, if you want to find critical, you want to be critical of this church, don't waste your time because I can be critical of this church a thousand more times than you can. Really. You know, critical of the pastor, look, pastors are humans, I'm human. We make mistakes. We go, we'll go to McDonald's and we'll, we, they'll, they'll screw up our orders. Believe me, they'll screw up your orders time and time and time again. Every time you go, it seems like I, every time I go, it's something, something's wrong with my order. But I, you know what? I'll keep going and paying. You know what I'm talking Anybody do this? But a lot of times when a pastor messes up once, we have to live with it for the rest of our lives. It's the truth. You want to find something good, you can find good everywhere. And you can find God working everywhere. But if you want to be discontented, you can be very easily discontented. Or you can look and say, God, look at all these tremendous blessings you've put. Look at the house you've given me. Look at the people you've put in my life. Look at the you've given me a roof. You've given you blessed me with a job. You can find what you're looking for. You really can. It's a difference between, this is a great illustration, it's the difference between a hummingbird and a vulture. What, the, what, what does a hummingbird find all the time? They flutter their little wings around. and They zip through everything. What do they find? They find nectar. They find flowers. They find sweet things everywhere, every day, right? You know why? Because that's what they're looking for. What does a vulture find? They find dead things. They find death everywhere. Why? Because that's what they're looking for. You can find sweet things that build your faith, that encourage you, that, 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 are, that are positive. You can find truth. You can find hope. You can, Or listen, you can let weary fear and doubt come in and that stinking thinking. Whatever you're looking for, you can find it. You will find what you're looking for. Focus. Everybody say Focus. Focus, 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 focus. I did a whole hour on it last week. Go back and read the message. Focus. Here's what Jeremiah said. Jeremiah 12, 3. I love this. He said, yet you know me, O Lord. You see me and you test my thoughts about me. Everybody say, test my thoughts. Basically, he's saying, God, if there's anything inconsistent with my character and my nature, here's what I want you to do with it, God. He says, drag them off like a sheep to be butchered and set them apart for the day of slaughter. If there's anything in my mind, if there's any thoughts in my mind that's inconsistent with your, ch- Jesus, with your char- the nature of char- character of God, drag those thoughts off and slaughter them. Why? Because here's what we're going to do. We're going to identify those negative thoughts, whatever enters into my mind that's inconsistent w- with the truth of God's Word, and we're going to say this is not from God, and we're going to reject it. Where did that thought come from? I don't know where that thought from. This is not of God. I'm not that. In the name of Jesus, get rid of that thought. That thought has to go in the name of Jesus. I do it all the time, driving down the road. I'll be at a stoplight. Where did that? That thought's not of God. That thought, Jesus, you didn't give me that thought. Take that thought away from me in Jesus' name. I take it captive and I reject it. I do it all the time. I'm talking at the stoplight and people think I'm weird. But I have to do it. See, you have to be physically active. You have to do it's an active thing. You have to read, and then so you it, it enters your mind, it's inconsistent. Identify it and reject it. Don't meditate on it. Don't get on that train and throw some coal in there and start meditating and thinking on that thought and feeding that thought and seeing where it goes. Oh, I just want to see where this goes. You know, you're married and you're, you're, you're flirting with somebody on social media. Oh, let's just see where this goes. You're you're throwing some. You're throwing some coal on that fire. That train is going to derail your life. It's going to derail your family. It's going to derail your career, and it's going to derail everything. It started with a thought. People wreck their life, and they wreck their careers, and they wreck their families, and something they've spent twenty years building. They didn't get there overnight. It started with a thought. It started starts with a thought. You have to guard it carefully. Guard it through. And then the third thing, this is the last thought here. Identify, reject, and then replace. Replace negative thoughts with God's truth. Everybody say identify. Say reject. Say replace. That's three easy steps right there. Uh, If it's not from God, don't meditate on it. Don't entertain it. Don't, don't, don't drive that thought. Don't fuel that thought. Don't power it. Get it out of there. I'm not gonna, uh, you know. I'm not gonna let that influence who I, who I want to become and who I believe I, God wants me to be. I'm not gonna I'm gonna reject it. Paul said it this way. Identify, reject, and then replace. Paul said it this way, Philippians 4, 7, 8. He said, the peace of God. How many of you want the peace of God? How many of you want the peace of God when you lay your head on the pillow? How many of you want the peace of God in your your heart and in your mind? He said, the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. And then he said, finally, brothers. Notice he said brother. He didn't say sinners. He said brothers. He's talking to the church. Finally, brothers, whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever's right, pure, lovely, admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever's pure, think about it. If it's unpure, don't think about it. Say, oh, that's unpure. I shouldn't be watching that. I shouldn't be listening to that. That's unpure. In the name of Jesus. (laughs) Take it captive. Put it in a holding cell. In the name of Jesus. Flip the channel. Whatever you got to do. Whatever's lovely, think about it. Whatever's noble, think about it. Let it infuse your mind and change your heart. The truth of God's Word. Don't think about fear and worry you feeling overwhelmed by fear and worry start to worship put on a little worship music put something else in your ears and get rid of that critical thinking and if you're discontented put some worship music on put to, just open up god's word open up your devotional see what the see what the word of god says about being discontented See what the Word of God says about being filled with worry and fear. Replace those things with the truth of God's Word. Whatever is right, pure, and lovely and admirable, uh, think about the best, not the worst. Think about the beautiful, not the ugly. Think about the things that are that the things to praise, not things to curse. I could preach all day on this. It starts with a thought, and then there's power and. Life and death in the tongue. So you start with your thought, and then you start speaking over your life, life or death. As you do the Word of God, it'll start to renew your mind. Because if you could just, listen, if you can win this battle right here that I'm talking about, this battle in the mind, if you can just get control of your mind and take your life back and take your mind back, if you could win this issue right here, it'll change so many things in your life. Someone speaks a lie, or or you hear a lie, an old lie brought up to you in our mind, uh, we have to consciously, actively stop and say, No, that's a lie. I choose to reject that. I'm not going to believe that. I don't want, and you replace it with God's word. I choose to replace that with whatever. What is truth? It's the truth of God's word. Therefore, you speak truth. Whatever whatever you're, trying to, uh, whatever you're trying to combat with, if it's a lie about how you look, go see what God says about how you look and how you were fearfully and wonderfully made. Speak truth. Speak. If you speak truth long enough and you read it and you put it in your minds long enough, it's going to begin to renew your mind. And then you'll start to relive by truth. I told them this morning, you know, I, I really grasped hold of it. I really got hold of this concept about first two or three years when I first got saved because I was always haunted by, you know, 20 years of my life. Lies and things about my life, and it just haunted me. And I really got the hold of this, and, 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 you know, and this renewing of my mind. You know, the illustration that was brought to me was you know, cassette tapes. How many of you are old enough for cassette tapes? Some of you are old enough for 8-tracks. I am too so I'm not (laughs) but anyway they took the tape out and they said that your your mind is like one of those cassette tapes and you can replay that over and over and over and you can store it and you can put it on the shelf everything about your childhood, everything your parents did to you, all the lies, all the hurt all the pain, you can keep that on cassette tape and you can put it right up there on the shelf and you can replay that in your mind anytime you want to or you can let God come in and the Holy Spirit come in and you can take that tape and get that little ribbon in there and pull it out like that and cut it and wad it up and throw it in the trash, and burn it, whatever you do, crush it, whatever you do, or get one of them big erasers, it erases it, and that's an image of what, how the God renews your mind with the Word of God and how he begins to... And and it's like I told him this morning, there's things in my life that my friends or somebody will bring up and I, I look at them and I truly go, I don't really remember. I don't remember that. Why? Because God took it. He erased it. I, he don't want me to have those images no more. He I asked him to take those away and he did. I didn't realize it at the time, but here I am 20 years later going, I don't remember that. Maybe you call it old age, but I... T- God... I truly believe God took it away from me. He erased that memory. Because he don't want me dwelling on that. He don't want me replaying that. The lies, there are lies. And the way you can, there's that's why this is the power of living a life of worship every day it worships not just singing a song but it's living a life of worship it, it's like i told them it's like the stars were created to sing to sing his praise and when you rise up in worship when you rise up and sing praises to his name like the scriptures that i read to you earlier this involves simply rejecting those thoughts that come into your mind and, and that don't that are those thoughts that are trying to keep you from moving forward that, those you know it's trying to keep you from being all that christ wanted you to be and and when you when worship rises up in you, something shifts. When you realize that you have the power to take those thoughts captive, something shifts in you. And, and so you put those thoughts in a holding cell and you make them, and something happens inside of you. You feel realize you have this power. And, and man, it just I can't ex- describe it except for it just happens. And you just you'll be surprised how thoughts will just leave you. Because for years I struggled, man, on God's calling on my life was one of the biggest struggles of my life. Because uh, I literally walked in fear of of God's calling on my life and where He wanted to take. And I believe for years this uh, it was ten years before I stepped into my calling. Because I was petrified in fear, and I, you know, I, I w- you're not good enough. You could never be good enough to be a pastor. They don't. Sh- if they knew about your past, the devil would whisper that. They knew about what you did. You don't have the power. You don't have the education. You don't talk eloquently enough. Those things would haunt me. And the more I put it off, the more miserable I became. The, the, and the more miserable I became, the more I drifted away from church. I did, man. I drifted. I was saved. I had a call in my life. I, and I, there was a season there I drifted. God, you got the wrong person. You missed this one, God. I'd tell him. You don't know what you're talking about. I can't do this. I'm not good enough. I'll never, oh God, I'm out of this. I'm checking out. One day God spoke to me and said, yeah, Robert, you're right. You're not good enough. And all he said was, I am. How I many of you know he's the great I am? I am. See, God replaced those lies. I began to replace those lies. Yeah, I'm not smart enough, but God, God's word says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amy used to take, she take, take, take those scriptures, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. I say that every single day. You know why? Because she used to take those things and write them on a piece of paper and put them on my mirror when I got up every morning to brush my teeth. I would read that every single day. Why? Because I was believing lies and she knew that. So every single day I, I can do all things through Christ, I'm brushing my teeth. <laughs> I'm not good enough to be a pastor. You know, the steps of a righteous man are ordered by God, and I'd just be, you know, that, and I would say them over and end until they become a part of me. I can't do this. I can't do this. I'll never be able to do this. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world, and, and I would just say those until they become a part of me, and when those, when, when when, Satan comes at me and says, you can't do that, you can't do that, greater is he than he, <laughs> Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Greater is the Spirit of God. Greater is, greater is the resurrection Spirit of Christ that lives in me, that raised Christ from the dead, than the devil's lies that are in the world. You've got to believe that. You've got to walk in that. It's got to become part of you. I can preach it to you all day long, but you've got to walk out of the boat yourself. Because I'm I'm different because of this, so everything has changed in my heart. Everything in my life has changed because it's all because the thought process changed. The thought process is what's different. Now, instinctively, when I feel like I say and I can't do this, it's you know, I instinctively say yes, I can. You know, greater is he than me than he's in the world, and it's just it's just part of me. Some of you have to do that. You just have to make up your minds that it's the thought that counts as bad as i've been pastor you just don't know i could never make a difference no that's a reject that's a lie from the enemy you, the, you, the righteous the righteous of god are called by jesus christ well, pastor, you know, I just, everybody else is blessed. I just, I have a dark cloud, you know. Everyone, I, I, you know, everything bad always happens to me and my family. No, that's a lie. I have a good God who's working good in all things. With those who love God, and, and I do, and are called according to his purpose, I am. That's the truth of God's word. Reject those lies. I'm never going to overcome this. I'm never going to battle this. I'm never going to win this battle. I'm never going to overcome this addiction. I'm never going to have a good marriage. I'm always going to be, no, those are lies. Reject them. I am an overcomer by the, blood of the, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of his testimony. You see how that works? Identify, reject it, and replace it. Memorize some scripture. Memorize some scripture like I did. Those are all scriptures. Those are, in, those are embedded in me. Those are things I just say all the time. I feel bad because people think that's the only part of the Bible I know because I say them so much. <laughs> They're literally my favorite scriptures. It's what I use for warfare. I'm, I, I am who God called me to be. I'm, I, he's my rock. He's my redeemer. He's my re- righteousness inside of me. Listen, inside of you, you have the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Do y'all realize that? That's mind-blowing to me that's mind-blowing that some a spirit could raise Jesus from the dead and he's living in me he's living in you he's living in all of us he's living in our children we have the power the resurrection power of Christ we're blessed by God we're blessed coming in we're blessed going in we we think we're only blessed when we're at church you're blessed at your job place you're blessed in your marriage you're blessed at the ball games you're blessed at the post office you're blessed in the grocery store you are redeemed you're sanctified you are the righteousness of God. You are called. You are equipped. You have everything you need, everything you need right now at this moment to do everything that Christ has called you to do in Jesus' name. Y'all need to act like you believe it and clap right there. That's a good place for you to clap. You have everything you need to do everything that God's called you to do. Replace the lies with truth and stop letting that train of thought derail your life. Let the living word of God consume you. The Bible says, don't conform any any longer to the patterns of the world, to the thinking of the world, to the thought train of the world, the train of thought of the world. Don't conform to that. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Let God erase those old tapes. Let Him erase them. Let Him destroy those old tapes. Let Him renew your mind. Because that's how we're transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's not a 12-step program. It's not a six-step program. It's not an eight-step program. It's not rededicating your life every single week and uh, just keep doing that. You you are transformed by the renewing of your mind. And it's a process. I'm still being transformed. I'm still being transformed. It's a process. Renew your mind means there's a renovation. It means that it's being rebuilt better than new. Better than it ever was. It's a process. Your thoughts really do matter. Identify and reject. Um, Let me read this to you one more time. Identify, reject all those negative thoughts and replace them with the word of God. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Don't let Netflix rule in your hearts. Don't let social media rule in your hearts. Don't let Hulu rule in your hearts. Don't let YouTube rule in your hearts. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts, uh, which is also where you were called called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. You know what richly means, right? That's a lot of it. It's like a rich piece of chocolate cake, man. I can't handle it sometimes. There's a lot of it. Let let the Word of God, a lot of it, dwell in you. In all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another. That's why we come to church, to admonish and teach one another. And we have psalms and we have poems and hymns and, and, and we sing spiritual songs. Singing with grace in our hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, words deeds or actions works, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ giving thanks to the Father through him. don't conform to the patterns of the world anymore. if the music wants to come we're going I'm going to pray for you in just a minute because the Bible says then then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good and pleasing and perfect will. but it's the thought that counts. Everything starts with a thought. Everything starts with a thought. Everybody stand with me. I want to pray with you. Let's take a moment and let's just pray and sing to and worship together for just a moment. Father God, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus, God, and we thank you for the living word. We thank you for the living word. We thank you for the living word, that the living word renews our minds. It renews our minds. God, make us different right now. God, pierce our hearts right now. Holy Spirit, just begin to move across this place. God, I pray that the Holy Spirit would begin to just, just, just move in a way that only you can. God, I've been obedient. I've delivered the word of God like you've instructed me to do. God, I pray for every person right now that, God, you would begin to change hearts and change minds, begin to move in their hearts.